Okay, now this is about where we're, we're going to start talking about artificial intelligence, machine learning, the AI stem drive itself, and how this all like starts to connect and plug in together. As I've mentioned before, the AI stem drive is a multi-tier, multi-stream uh, network of distributed artificial learning agents. <laughs> what that means, I'm going to tell you <laughs> what that means right now. Now, tier is just what it sounds like. <clears throat> It is um, groupings, social grouping tiers. So, um, for instance, you would have a, a stem drive core running on your cell phone or your personal device, whatever. And then you would have a stem drive core running in your home, um, running in smart devices, refrigerator, microwave, um, that, that washing machine, you know, that, that sort of thing, energy consumption, regulators, that sort of stuff. So you have a stem core on your person, personal stem core. You would have a stem drive core in your home. Um, then you would have a stem drive core, you, you know, basically we want to stick to iterations of the Dunbar number. So it's going to be kind of like an outward facing reverse I guess, two-way hierarchy. Let, let me explain that. So um, what I'm talking about here is, uh, so you have your yourself, then you have your family unit, your home, and then you, you have Dunbar tiers uh, geographically and socially. Now, geographically, your Dunbar tier would go out to your neighborhood, Okay. But then you would also have a secondary Dunbar next level tier that goes out to um, your first Dunbar level social group. And this, this progression would continue on and on until, you know, to city, county, state, uh, region, um, continent, world, basically. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to keep going and it, hopefully you'll be able to <laughs> pick up on, on what exactly I'm talking about here. Each person has their personal core, stem drive cores on their phone or their personal computer, probably on their phone. I mean, that just seems to be the, the technological trend, the current trend. Um, now, would function the functions of the personal core would be um, no different really than just a super high-tech fitness tracker, except obviously a bit more complicated. There's, but it's the same basic, same basic idea. Okay, so each person would have their personal core. Most likely it would be just, you know, an app you have running on your phone or your personal device of whatever kind you have. And the functions of the personal core <clears throat> would really be no different than a fitness tracker, right? So you have a system that basically checks and, and makes sure your vital functions are good. Knocking out of hand, your, your stress levels are, are within manageable, you know, manageable ranges, that sort of thing. At this point, I just want to talk about privacy really quick. The, the AS stem drive is specifically created to 
maximize privacy. In fact, because of how much data and throughput we're, we're talking about dealing with here, we want to minimize it as much as possible, which means in order to keep the stem drive functioning correctly, because too much data running through any one specific core is just not good. I mean, especially when you're looking for trends and patterns. So you want to strip personal information and only confine it to the levels where it is most uh, pertinent. But yeah, uh, I'm going to go over a more, okay, now specifically for privacy. We're not going to do it on this video. The privacy talk is very detailed <laughs> and highly technical. So it'll probably be another, um, another episode. Some people are going to want to not watch, but um, I feel like I have to go over it because it is a major part of how the whole AI stem drive network works and functions. Now you've got your, your personal core. It's regulating, not regulating, it's monitoring everything. And it coordinates with your, your living unit core, your home core. Now your, your home core, you know, monitors uh, food in the fridge, how much food in the fridge, what is in the fridge. It makes sure lights are turned off when there's nobody in a room. And everything, every, every sensor, every, every monitoring device that, that, you know, manages things like, like energy usage and lights and, and whether or not water is running, that sort of thing. It, it's designed to maximize efficiency, first of all. So it's very low energy usage, these, these devices that report back to the core. And the, you know, the solid state switches and everything that, that turn lights and turn light, turn lights on and off. Everything is to be designed at the most efficient energy saving level possible. Your, your home core is pulling data maps. Okay. Like, like, uh, you know, after you train a neural network, right? Save off the network. Okay, so you have these, or save off the network, save off the state, right? Like a, I, I forget the term. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so you have these shareable, shareable ideas, I guess you could call them ideas, right? That cores share between themselves, but only certain ideas are really relevant to certain levels. Because really your, your state your state network, all right, on, on that level that monitors the whole, monitors the whole state is really not going to be concerned with turning lights on and off and the most efficient way to handle that. That's just not something within its realm of giving a crap. Okay, so the tiers grow upward and outward. I mean, you get the basic idea already, right? Um, you have from the individual, from each individual, it grows up to the next collective, you know, next Dunbar-esque or Dunbar-centric collective, and then on and on and on. Okay, so tiers grow upward and outward based on a Dunbar-like metric. Um, then your streams, all right, are 
interly, uh, sorry, interlinking soft networks managed by the stem drive network itself um, as they communicate and, and you know, re, redesign networks and subnetworks. This is how they do it. Okay, for instance, there would be an educational stream. And then you would have a weather and seismic activity stream. And then you would have a military stream and social media stream, communication stream. Um, social media stream would, probably, would be a sub, a sub network of the communication stream. Um, that, that sort of thing. Friends and family streams. Um, you would have multiple subdivisions of each stream. And each one would, be, would specialize in one particular aspect of our social life. Now, each stream is completely designed, not completely designed, but aside from what the prominent streams are, everything, all the substreams are, are completely designed and, and designated and laid out by the networks, the network cores and their communications and, you know, decisions of what would be the most efficient, most effective, that sort of thing. Um, so like I said before, um, the system is predicated on some basic principles of privacy and minimally required information exchange for optimi for the most optimized performance and result. So privacy is a requirement for this to work correctly. Uh, the stem drive network cannot properly function without user-defined privacy settings. Everybody can regulate the level of privacy they wish. Like if somebody just doesn't care and they want to throw their information out there, that's fine. The system's going to regulate, regulate it for them, though. I mean, certain parts of information just will not be useful at, at certain tier levels or in certain streams, so it's just completely dropped anyway. Now, there are... Okay, while I'm on that topic, there are uh, meta nodes that sort of analyze a breadth of different things, looking for patterns that, you know, you wouldn't think would normally be there. I mean, let's say it suddenly realizes that there's some sort of relationship between this particular military activity and seismic activity on the East Coast or something then that could be brought to our attention and we could, you know, try to do something about it. Like don't do this particular thing anymore because it's doing this over here. So there are, I guess you could call it kind of like cross pollinating, but they're the meta nodes are, are they, they, they work differently than everything else. So we're, we're I don't even know why I brought them up. We're not even going to talk about the meta nodes right now, but let's keep going. Now that you kind of have an idea of how the network is, is structured and functions, let's look at an example of what this might look like functioning on, on some level. Okay. Um, so let's take the, the personal optimization stream. Now this is the stream that monitors your, your levels of motivation, diet tracks, you know, your vital signs, your health, um, it, it watches trends in, in mood alterations, um, and deviations from health, healthy decisions, that sort of thing. This is totally a private, you know, private thing. This isn't something that is going to 
be um, uh, broadcast to to higher 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 uh, <laughs> higher tiers. Okay, so here's an example of how this might work. You have your personal stem drive, and it's monitoring your your levels and and your vital signs. Um, you know, st signs of stress, signs of of well-being, uh, activities, habits, that sort of thing. And it communicates with your home core, which, you know, monitors things like uh, how much food you have in your fridge, what kind of food you have in your fridge. And it notices that you begin to, you know, deviate from what, what's healthy and good for you. You start leaving the house a little later. The stem drive at, at your place of profession begins to notice that you're affecting, um, that you used to be, you know, a very good influence on your coworkers. You would interact with them for a few minutes and afterwards their performance would go up. So it, that system begins to notice that that, that begins to de decrease. So your, your home network communicates with your work network and says, you know, have you been noticing anything off going on lately? Oh yeah. The, this is the data I've been collecting. I've been noticing something off too. Let's take a look at what might be causing this. So they, they run an analysis and find that, you know, since this has be, been happening, you've also just happened to been buying a certain brand of soap, let's say. And so on for on closer inspection, it realizes that that you are allergic to something in that soap. So th this is the sort of um, of patterns and trends that 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 particular system would would look at. So really, at its core, everything is designed to ensure that people have the right amount of available resources, not so much that they're going to waste it, not so much that um, that they're going to feel concerned that they don't have enough. Just the right amount. It regulates it and it watches it. It knows what the right amount is, and and it can predict what the right amount is going to be next week, that sort of thing. Um, and then anomalies are sent up the ladder that, you know, seem like it would be important for, for either the meta nodes or, or higher nodes to, to understand or know or, or say higher node puts a call out for a specific type of information that it doesn't usually, you know, it doesn't usually get sent upstream or not upstream, up, up, up tier. And the higher tier node can analyze the the anomalous packets and decide whether or not it needs to look further into this this anomaly that that just appeared, or look at something else to try to figure out what's going on. Like I said before, productivity is tracked through a series of factors, and so you know, like with the the guy that had the declining productivity and 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 motivation. So that's really only a local network data set. Um, it's really only shared between his personal stem drive core, uh, his home drive, and where he practices his profession. So yeah, interactions with other people are, are monitored by, by personal cores. Um, if it realizes that you're stress goes up and your productivity goes down when you're around one specific person or, you know, whatever. I mean, it just, 
takes care of us. I mean, that's that's the whole point. The whole point is to have an automated system that that allows us first gives us the room to to at least begin begin self actualizing, but then also encourages us and has the has the motivational substructure that you know almost automatically promotes self-actualization so peer influence with each other um, do other people appreciate you do you appreciate other people uh, do people appreciate your work it's it's all you know it's a lot of information to deal with but there's a lot of a lot of information stripping too I mean I I would be super surprised if if our current you know internet load would go up too much I, I I don't think it would be that intense I I think you can get away with you know stripping information taking out the stuff you don't need really minimizing the really important variables and sending those along I really don't think we would we would go above what what we are already using i think in fact a lot of the data we are using right now that you wouldn't be using in in a stem-based ep economy would be replaced with stem data you know packets that are that are necessary for the the ai stem drive network to function correctly so if somebody's productivity falters and continues to falter the network at this point has probably already predicted that this was going to happen anyway. But then what is necessary to get that person back up to their best self? So, uh, it, I'm sorry, your, your personal core begins to offer advice or give you links and um, connects you with doctors and psychiatrists and people who can help. So the whole point is to keep people healthy and happy self-actualizing, productive, you know, becoming their best possible self, the best, most truest inner self, growing, becoming a better person. That is the core functionality of the entire AI stem drive network. It does this while also maximizing efficiency and effectiveness and the effectiveness of all the other streams at the same time. In such a world, there's no real limit to production aside from how much we decide we want to we want to churn out and as far as what could cripple society emergencies and disasters are already part of the plan i mean the system knows this we know it we're all actualizing we all think ahead and see see the bigger clearer picture so we have We've already prepared for, I mean, in such a system with people that are seeing the bigger picture and continually self-actualizing and becoming better people, and we have an immense amount of resources because nothing is being wasted and everything is being directed and, and uh, distributed in the most effective, efficient manner. Well, the next level, of course, is to fully prepare for any sort of emergency or disaster that could possibly happen. And so the last thing I want to talk about, 
I want to take another example. Um, we'll, we're going to take another stream of, and this is going to be short. We're going to take another stream from the, the network and we're going to look at how this would work. So actual resource allocation and distribution, you know, goods, um, food, uh, materials, computers, products. So there is a really weird thing that we do in our current economic landscape. And this is transporting produce and products away from where they were grown across the country or across the world to another place where that same product or, you know, type of produce is grown or, or, um, manufactured. Uh, there's a really bizarre thing we do with corn specifically. We haul trucks and trucks, truck, I'm sorry. We haul truckloads and truckloads of corn and produce, specifically corn. Corn is the weirdest one from one state that, you know, their big export is corn to another state whose big export is corn. And they haul all the way across the country to another state to try and sell it in the other state. When, I mean, when you look at it in terms of efficiency, that, that is madness. That is sheer, like undiluted insanity. And we're whining about the fact that our world is just stock full of pollution and we're worried about global warming and we're worried about the future and what it brings. I'm telling you guys, the AI stem drive is if I've even wondered if maybe this isn't like the great filter, if something like this isn't at some point, the great filter, if every species on all the worlds of all the you know possible intelligent species that could arise, if it is just natural for a species to come up to some point and just begin <laughs> wrecking their world and using trade and being selfish and the implementation of a system like the AI stem drive that unifies everybody and maximizes efficiency to, you know, within thousands of percentile points of what is possible or theoretically possible. If, if that, I mean, by no means am I trying to say this is the great filter, but you know, I've wondered, I've wondered if something like this, I mean, I, I'm just worried that people are going to reject this and not even think twice about it because if, if the interviews all pull through and if everybody agrees, you know, given the corrections that I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get throughout the interview phase, if everybody agrees that I think this is at least something we should try, but there are powerful, <laughs> powerful people out there with far more money than I'm probably ever going to have that wouldn't want to lose what they think is control. But in actuality, even the richest, most wealthy people on our planet right now would be better off after the implementation of the AI stem drive. It, 
it's like Jonathan Zapp uh, wrote a book called um, The Event Horizon, I believe. And, you know, he's Jungian philosopher kind of guy. But the idea is that he kind of wanted to add a new um, archetype to to what is already kind of the archetypical canon, I guess. And this is the event horizon. And it's the idea that what is what is good for us, what is what is kind of like a, a threshold point above, you know, ahead of us. And when we see it, it looks like death. It looks like disaster. It looks like, you know, oh, we're we're not this isn't gonna happen in a good way. This is going to destroy us, or this is, you know, there's no way we're going to make it through this. But after passing that threshold and looking back, realizing that, oh, that was just another stepping stone in actually what we needed to survive and continue and to progress and grow and learn and, and become better, better general beings, you know, and, and um, stewards of this planet. So I just worry because so many of those people, no, so few of those people in those positions of what we consider power today are not self-actualizing individuals. In fact, especially the ones that do the things that are hurting other people and damaging our planet, they are the most financially powerful in our world and the most uh, how do i say this the most easily agitated as far as their ego goes they would see this because of the sort of person that they are and where they are as far as maslow's hierarchy of needs they're not actualizing. And so this sort of thing would seem like a threat to them when in fact it would be the best possible thing that could ever happen to them in their entire life. As long as STEM theory holds throughout all of my research. <laughs> I'll put a qualifier in there. Okay, so um, last example. Uh, Okay, delivery, delivery and distribution, right? So I've developed um, what I call modular delivery network. And this, this is, I haven't worked the math out for this one. I can see it in my head how it would work, but I'm going to have to sit down and really crunch this one because this is, I, I, might, I might even need to um, run it through on, on D-Wave because... Um, this is a complex problem, and it is a maximization problem, which is ideal for quantum computing. But, uh, yeah, dude, I have a feeling D-Wave's going to be... Uh, I'm going to have to buy, <laughs> buy a lot of time on their, on their computers because there is going to be a lot of, you know, ML and AI scripts that are going to need the services that they offer for this project. Oh, dear God, this is going to be... a so 
so much work. But so you have, um, okay, so modular delivery network is basically, <laughs> you start off with the core distribution centers, okay, the people that do the large, you know, produce distribution and furniture and, and materials and, and products. And the vehicles would have to be designed in a way where they had their own AI cores, but they would have to be designed in a way that as they all left the facility and started on their routes, everything is coordinated. And at, at some point when they start getting close to each other, they've already pre-selected how they're going to do this because they all know the inventory of each other. And because, you know, this is post dealing with um, being afraid of other companies knowing what your inventory is. This is because we are functioning as a single human supra organism optima, right? So they've already pre-selected how this whole delivery thing is going to work. So now, you know, truck A is finally getting to where truck B is and, and he takes on a, you know, they pull up next to each other and, you know, packages are exchanged like full modular containers, you know, slid across. And now truck A doesn't have to go all the way up on the east side to deliver all the stuff to those, you know, where he was going to drop them all off to, you know, those deliveries. So now truck B, because he's already going up there, he takes on all of his, you know, east side delivery parcels or packages or containers or whatever. And he continues on, on up that way. And it begins to kind of unravel in that way. Like as the trucks continue to pass each other and, and get next to each other, they, they switch cargo in a very orchestrated modular way where it just ends up maximizing the, the efficiency of the delivery. <clears throat> and the, the, there's, you know, other, systems that I have kind of thought about, but I haven't really totally worked out. But this is the basic idea, maximizing routes, minimizing waste. So much of our waste and our energetic and material waste is because we have money. It's because separate um, uh, organizations and, and corporations don't want to interact in, in that sort of cooperative way. They'll, they'll say they're cooperating on projects and, and sharing information in certain ways, but there are certain areas because of our economic system and because of how, um, how we view finances, it's almost like the soft spot. Like you, you want to cover your soft spot. You don't want to expose that soft spot. That that's, that's kind of your vital area. In a STEM ep economy, there is no soft spot. We can work together. We are one single functioning system. So that's, I hope that gives you a better understanding of what exactly the, I hope I didn't confuse the crap out of everybody, what exactly the AI STEM drive is and a better idea of what the STEM ep economy is and how you know, how they are 
like almost, well, designed for each other. Of course, they're designed for each other. But how they work together. 